Gather round, children. See what the Americans think of our history. Come, come. They have made the movie about our great revolution. About the Romanovs, those desperate. Oh, they're so bad. They starve us and they live like kings and queens and they have all the gold and all the money and everything. And, and wait. According to this, a magic monk cursed them and... We don't even get to see them shot in the head. Very. What is this? Where did you get this movie from? It's from the Americans, 20th Century Fox. They make the movie. But this movie is the cartoon. It's got nothing yes. accurate at it's all. A, it's a fairy tale. It's a fairy oh. tale set against the backdrop of the Russian Revolution. Only not really. Why are we watching this? It's making me sad. It is my week to pick a movie. Oh, God damn it. I will not rest until I see the end of the Romanov line forever. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I'm Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we watch a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that re- the reputation is good or bad. And this time around, its reputation is inaccurate and makes Jason so fucking angry <laughs> that he wants to destroy <laughs> things in his own house. How many things did he destroy while watching this movie? Let's find out. Hey, Steve. Yes, sir. What movie are we watching that caused me to... My blood has not been this angered up in a long goddamn time. It's going to be a good show, everybody. We are watching... What else could we be watching but the 1997 animated musical Anastasia. Oh, goody, Anastasia by Don Bluth, my least favorite animator ever. Oh, yay. Poor I'm Don. Serious. On retrospect, in my movies that I liked of his, <laughs> great. They just, they didn't hold up. I probably shouldn't have watched them. I would remember <laughs> them more fondly if that had been the case. Oh, boy, Anastasia, a totally real movie about the surviving Romanov child, right? Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> Probably the least accurate telling of a story that wasn't true to begin with. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Hey, Steve, do you have any yes. do you have any trivia for this fucking inaccurate movie? I do have some trivia. Yeah. Hooray! Yeah. So, um, see if you can spot the point in my trivia where I lost interest in the actual movie and started talking <laughs> about other stuff. So... Now. Okay, so as we've already <laughs> mentioned... <laughs> Not yet, but it's coming. Okay. Um, as we've already mentioned, the movie is very, very historically inaccurate mm-hmm. um, in just a multitude of ways. But perhaps to taunt us, it features multiple references to real history, as well as to previous tellings of the Anastasia story. For example, mm-hmm. the location of the final confrontation between Anastasia and Dimitri and Rasputin is the Alexander III Bridge, which is mm-hmm. a real bridge in Paris um, that was built between 1896 and 1900, and it's named after Tsar Alexander III, who was Anastasia's grandfather um, and was the husband of Maria Feodorovna, who was the Dowager Empress in, in, mm-hmm. in the film. So it's a real place in Paris, and it's named after a real member of, Anast- of the real Anastasia's family. Um, I don't care. The Next. drawing, the drawing made by young Anastasia that is seen in the film is an exact recreation of a real drawing made by the real Anastasia. Yeah. Um, 
the music box, which features heavily in uh, Anastasia's grandmother, like accepting mm -hmm. her identity, is based on a real music box that the real Anastasia had. Uh, hey. the, dre the dress that she wears at the end of the movie is based mm. on a real dress that the real Anastasia wore. And uh, Ingrid Bergman wears a version of that dress hey, in the, the live real action. Anastasia. Yes. The real, the real, no, I like the actual, not, not like people claiming to be her. I like mean, the, the real, real imposter pretending to be Anastasia. No, I mean the real person before she was machine gunned in her basement. Oh, I mean, okay. the real Sorry. Anastasia <laughs> before the revolution. Um, <laughs> I like how you put that so. No, before she was machine gunned. Before she was machine gunned in her basement. Mm -hmm. um, that's what happened. And uh, I mean, not in this movie. It didn't happen in this movie, but that's what happened mm -hmm. in reality. Mm -hmm. um, and and also Ingrid Bergman wore a version of that dress in the 1956 live action version. Um, the film was produced in Cinemascope. Yep. Making it, making it the first film to be produced entirely in Cinemascope since In Like Flint in 1967. Mm -hmm. um, which was the point when Panavision became the industry standard and people stopped sure. doing cinema. Um, mm -hmm. And technically Anastasia isn't cinemascope since it was actually photographed using modern lenses, not actual cinemascope lenses from back in the mm -hmm. day. Because um, they don't make cinemascope lenses anymore because nobody uses cinemascope anymore. But it looks just like cinemascope. It has the same aspect ratio as cinemascope. And Don Bluth insisted that they do it in cinemascope because of because Cinemascope was a 20th Century Fox invention, and uh, this is a 20th Century Fox movie, and many of the memorable musicals and epics and romances from the glory days of 20th Century Fox, including the original or the previous live action Anastasia with Ingrid Bergman, were also shot in Cinemascope. Which is bullshit. Speaking, speaking of Cinemascope. Because, did okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Speaking Spe of Last one, last one. Speaking speaking of Cinemascope, um, one of the first companies to license the use of Cinemascope for its own purposes after Fox developed it in the early 1950s was Disney, which used it to produce both live action features and animated features and shorts. And of course, mm -hmm. in 2019, Disney bought 20th Century Fox and now owns Anastasia and most mm -hmm. other Fox films that were ever produced using Cinemascope. So mm -hmm. there you go. Disney went from being the first non-Fox movie studio to use Cinemascope to 60 years later, it just bought the whole goddamn company and now it owns the whole thing. So there you go. All right. That's, Is that my, that's my trivia. That's everything. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's talk about who made this. Yeah. Goddamn. It was directed by Don Bluth, and you know him. He directed American Tale and Land Before Time and a whole bunch of other animated movies that Jason doesn't like. And I'm going to go ahead and grab the secret of him in there because I watched it recently. And holy shit, is that a pukeful, uh, just a pukey, pukey pile of garbage? I just, it's bad. Screenplay by Susan Galf. Galf? Yeah, I'm sorry. Also directed by Gary Goldman. There were two directors. And he also directed Titan AE and Thumbelina. Mm, mm. Wasn't that great? Which were, which, which were also Don Bluth movies, right? Yes, they were. Yeah. yeah. Screenplay by Susan Galthier and Bruce Graham, Bob Zicker, Fuck it. <laughs> fuck you and fuck your name, Bob. T Z U D I K E R. Zicker. Zicker. Pick, pick a first letter. You can have a T or a Z. Mm -hmm. You can't have them both. 
and his wife writing partner, Noni White. Good for you. You didn't take his name. Probably couldn't. Nice normal it. name. Yeah. He probably yeah. couldn't pronounce it when you asked, what's your last name? And he went, just let me write it down. Fuck. It's got a Z and a K in it. All right, but they're they're husband and wife, and they the most notable thing that they've written together, notable thing, newsies. Mm. Oh boy. What is the fuck what the fuck is going on with newsies? I mean <laughs> honestly, Steve. <laughs> At least there's not an evil sorcerer in last, it. Last time I checked, Newsies was a bomb movie from the early nineties that had yeah. uh that Christian Bale in it, and it was a bunch of boys singing and dancing all over the place about a newspaper yeah. strike. Yeah, that's it. And now and all of not, a sudden, every and time it's I not turn good. around, and it's not good. I, I think it started. There, was it was it a Kevin Smith thing or somebody? Somebody made like an ironic reference to it, as though it was actually like a great movie, and it kind of caught on as a result of that. Um, somebody but, I mean, shut Kevin Smith up. But I mean, the good reason luck. why that the reason why that was funny is because everybody knows Newsies isn't good. Like it's bad and it bombed for a reason because it's a bad movie. There are newsies fans out there. I know, but it just it's just like have you seen it? Have you watched Brian it? Brian Singer was going to be making his all nude, all boys newsies. <laughs> well, there might have been other issues at play there. Maybe. Anyway, um Adaption by Eric Adaption. Good God. By Eric Tuchman, and you know him. <laughs> adapting the Handmaid's Tale series. Oh boy, uh, boy, that's, that's an this. obvious. It's an obvious career progression. Based on Anastasia by Arthur Lawrence, and also Anastasia by Marcel Mortec. What is the deal with this, Steve? It's I don't one understand those, what yeah. the obsession is with. Oh, I mean, here's the thing. I know in Europe they wanted to entertain the idea. Because they were all all the all the countries that still had kings and queens went yeah <laughs> they went oh oh what could oh, happen shit. to us it could happen to us and they got all excited when someone came forward and said no no they didn't kill us all I'm still alive they didn't matter <laughs> the, they didn't kill all of us don't worry <laughs> I'm alive yippee and it's like, <laughs> when your peasants revolt they might not murder all of you. <laughs> But it's like everyone's obsessed with Anastasia, and I'm like, what? Why? Yeah, she was exposed as a liar. The, the whole thing was fake. I've and never I'm gotten. Keep going with it. Yeah, I've never gotten the appeal of it either. I'm with you. Why I are mean, you so yeah. desperate that this stupid little cunt from her stupid <laughs> cunt family, who was constantly who was starving their people, is still alive? Yeah. Why? So she can wander around with no country and be a stupid little cunt there too? I'm sorry I'm using this word so much. You're like really, I mean, you're really throwing the C word around here, man. But here's here's um, the here's the uh, deal. The Romanovs were not good people, and they were raised yeah. raising children who were not going to be good. They no. were going to be they're gonna be children, they're gonna be chips off the old block. Yeah, and, none of the well, it's like we we were talking about this earlier. I mean none of the none of the czars of Russia throughout the entire history were good people no um i mean they were autocrats they were dictators even even by the time the the russian revolution happened and and the romanovs were were toppled they were one of the only truly 
autocratic regimes left in Europe. I mean, there were still it was still mostly monarchies, but oh, no, they, Europe they all had was like, going over. Europe was going yeah. over. They were they were taking over they, to the full democracy. They and had so constitutions. Kind of like, yeah. they, they had constitutions. They had parliaments. Like there were still kings and queens in charge, but it was moving more mm. toward what what Great Britain has now, where it's like, yeah, there's a king, but he doesn't really do anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in Russia, the czar was still the dictator. Was like the head motherfucker in charge, and mm-hmm. they were, and that was one of the reasons why Russia, of all the countries in Europe many of which had similar issues with their working class, why Russia was the place where a socialist revolution actually happened because they were like, no, we're not doing democracy. Fuck you. Because <laughs> you know, people we're... were fucking starving. Yeah. Because that, Russia and, and, was yeah. in bad shape. And these fuckers, these Romanovs sat there and watched it happen. They yeah. were like, Oh, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? They're going to do what yeah. we say because we're the czars. And then the people went, okay, here's a bullet for you. And they fucking died. How crazy were they? They allowed an insane monk to manipulate them for yeah. years on end. Because they, they were, because they had a, a, a sick son mm-hmm. who they were worried about. And they were he was dipshits. Yeah. They, they were, were gullible dipshits. And, and I mean, and the thing about the Anastasia is like, by the time any of these imposters came forward like the royal family of russia was gone mm-hmm. like the, it was it was the soviet union it was the, the commies soviet were union. the commies were in charge it's not like if they could prove that she was the real anastasia that she would get to go back and take over like no, there they was were just no, hoping no, for some of that never money happen. they're hoping for some yeah. of the money from the dowager from the dowager from the dowager empress but mm-hmm. it's just like yeah the the whole thing is just you know I I I I've I've never understood the appeal of it either. It, I haven't it rom- either. It 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 romantic and look, I'm I mean, I have a lot of socialist sympathies. I don't consider myself like a hardcore revolutionary mm-hmm. socialist. Um, but I don't it romanticizes monarchy in a way that I'm just not comfortable with. It nope. romanticizes what the Romanovs were. I'm a and, goddamn American. Don't you romanticize yeah, monarchy? In yeah, front it's of like me. it's like, yeah, why are we why are we romantic <laughs> why are we romanticizing not only monarchy in general, but especially the Romanovs who were fucking terrible, even mm-hmm. compared to other monarchies. Like they were just fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I'm know? one of those people that appreciates that we have a president and then he leaves. I'm really uncomfortable with the people yeah. who want a monarchy here. Yeah. Whether they call it whatever they call it. Right. Right. Like people are so desperate to have their necks stepped on. I don't get it. Yeah. And this is part of it. It's like, oh, well, we've said, and they knew what they were doing. They knew how dark the story was. They knew how dark that story was. And they said, oh, it's too dark. Let's change yeah. it. And they did. And they turned it into a fucking fairy tale with, with demons yeah. and talking bats. It's and- like, dude, just make just make up something. Just make up a new story about a lost princess who loses her marriage. Like, just make something up. Why does it can, have to be Anastasia? Just make something up. Imagine what would happen if they decided to do that with other things, right? <clears throat> Pocahontas gets real close. I mean, gets very oh, close. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's a lot of people still enjoy the movie and all that other stuff. And at least she isn't married at the end of the fucking movie that they go their separate ways. And John Smith has to go. But it was a real sanitized version of what was actually happening in the United States at that time. And I fucking oh, hate yeah. it. I really oh, yeah. dislike it. Um, mainly because, OK, Disney, you can make a movie about a lot of stuff. Don't fucking make a movie about Pocahontas, please. Unless you're yeah. willing 
to accept the fact of what her life was like and what what happened in that situation. But no, they made it some bullshit and magic on the wind and a talking willow tree and God knows what else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just like it was like bullshit. And and, and her and John's one. and her and John Smith are roughly the same age instead of oh my in God. reality instead where of she him was being like a, a kid and he was yeah. With yeah. two teeth rolling around in his in his fucking mouth and uh, okay, where were we? Um, based on right. oh, produced by Don Booth and Gary Goldman, starring. Here we go, Meg oh, Ryan boy. as Anastasia. You know Meg Ryan; she was in Harry Met Sally, and she hasn't done anything recently. She just hasn't. Has she done something recently that I? I haven't seen her in anything lately. But yeah, she was a, she was a big okay. star in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Also, Liz Calloway. Who's that? Oh, she was the singing voice for Anastasia. Right. Oh, okay. Kirsten Dunst. Lil Kirsten Dunst was the speaking voice for young Anastasia. I think she had like yeah. five lines. Five yeah. or six lines. Who knows? Lacey Chambert as the singing voice for young Anastasia. Hmm. Jesus Christ. Now, she's gone on to have a career where she has starred. I don't know if you would. I would put this on a resume or let people say it out loud. But she has starred in 30. Yes. Hallmark Channel movies. And now think about this, okay? And she was also in Party of Five. That's where people, when she was a kid, she oh, was really? in Party of Five. That's, okay. where, that's, that's where she got her start. But um, she's like my age or maybe a year or two younger than me. So she's in her early 40s mm-hmm. and she's made 30 Hallmark movies. <laughs> that's two a year in some cases. What the fuck? Oh, I mean, yeah. And they're, they're all set at Christmas, too. Yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like she she's like the queen of Christmas over there at the Hallmark Channel. It's like, Hallmark, wait a minute. <laughs> at this point, Hallmark just may as well build a fictional town out in the country somewhere so they could just keep making these movies. <laughs> just over crank them out, baby. Mm-hmm. Just crank them out. <laughs> uh, okay. John Cusack as, hey, he used to have a career. No, John Cusack as Dimitri. <laughs> You know, in movies like Say Anything in 2012, and he really hasn't done anything lately, has he? Not that I've seen. I mean, I'm Man. sure he's done like direct to video stuff or streaming uh, stuff. But don't I say seen. that. Okay, maybe. <laughs> just it's better that he just hasn't been working. Was he in? Was he in that stupid movie about the? Uh, was he in Con Air? I think he was in Con Air. Was he? I think he wasn't. I think he I was in Con Air. Yeah. No, I barely watched that piece of shit. I liked him in being John Malkovich. Yeah, he was good. That was probably the he last great movie he was in. High Fidelity. Um, I liked him in High Fidelity. Yeah, but that was before being John Malkovich. No, that was the year after. High Fidelity was two. Was it really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Jonathan Dukuch. 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 Who cares? Jonathan as the singing <laughs> voice for Dimitri. Yeah, everyone got a singing voice for this. Well, almost everybody. Okay. And Glenn Walker Harris Jr. as young Dimitri. Nothing. Kelsey Grammer as Vladimir Vasilovich. You know who he is. He's a fucking right wing cocksucker. Oh, he brought and back he brought back Frazier, didn't he? He he was and is Frazier. <laughs> forever. You're Frazier forever. They're gonna after he dies, they're gonna string up his corpse and they're gonna marinate him. <laughs> they're just gonna puppet him around a stage. Don't so be <laughs> toss salad, scrambled eggs forever. Oh Niles, please. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is Grigory Rasputin. I don't have to tell you who he is. Oh, we're going to have to. 
What was the last thing he was in recently? He was in um, something I can't remember. He, he was, was well. He was. Uh, he was in. He was in one of the Star Wars shows. Yes, he was. I remember that. And he was in, I and of course I told you I saw him in Nandor Shandor and the Nandor the Shandor Mongoose. and the Talking Mongoose. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Yeah, where he just had to sit in a bar. He he basically just sat there and was like, "Let me tell you about this talking mongoose I didn't see." Mm-hmm. And since none of our lead actors sing any of the roles, Jim Cummings is the singing voice of Rasputin, and you know Jim Cummings, he does voices for Disney like all the time. I think he does. Yeah. He's the one that does uh, Monterey Jack. No, he didn't do Monterey Jack. That was that was. I think movie. isn't he the he's he's the, he's Winnie the Pooh. He's Winnie the Pooh. He, yeah, not the I'm not the original, obviously, but he's like the guy who's been doing Winnie the Pooh for the last. No, quite he's a while. Winnie the Pooh, yeah. and he's Tigger, and he's a whole bunch of other voices. Hank Azaria as Bartok. You don't remember Hank Azaria from The Simpsons? <laughs> from doing all of the voices on The he's, Simpsons. He's in that, the bird, uh, he was in the yeah. birdcage. That's right. Then, then, then his girlfriend left him, or wife left him, and he got real swole. Like he got real swole for a while, <laughs> that's right? For some reason, and then uh, that's it. So there we go. Uh, who else we got? Where's my cursor? There we go. Bernadette Peters as Sophie. I'm not saying that. Stanislavskinin. <laughs> Sophie, Russian person. Yeah, um, she's barely in the movie, so don't get used to her. How about you guys know Bernadette Peters? She used to date Steve Martin for a long time. She had some movies. Right. She was she's in Heartbeeps. Go ahead and look that up. Go ahead, game movie files. Look that movie up. She I was and, in the theater and, for all two two weeks. What? And she was a really good guest star on the Muppet Show. Yes, she was. She was a great because she looked like a Muppet. <laughs> in fact, they kept putting her away in the trunk, going, "Get in there, stop moving, you're done." <laughs> uh, a sexy, sexy Muppet. <laughs> All right, I just had the darkest Muppet, Muppet backstage Muppet thing ever in my entire <laughs> life to center my head. Thanks, Steve. Um, <laughs> Andrea Martin as Comrade Flemenkoff, and she's the. She was the uh, fucking orphanage woman, but you know her better from SCTV. She did a lot of SCTV. Rick Jones as Nicholas II Romanoff, also a revolutionary soldier and a servant and also a ticket agent because they wanted to save money somehow, I guess. Also, <laughs> Rick Jones is, is Bruce Banner's best friend, but he died. <laughs> That's what I thought. Answer. <laughs> That's what I thought when I saw that name. I was like, isn't he for the Incredible Hulk? But the Hulk gave him cancer and he died. <laughs> I don't know who Rick Jones is. It didn't have anything for him. It just is Rick Jones. He did some voices. Okay, Charity James as Anna Anderson, and also additional voices provided by Victoria Clark, Billy Porter, Patrick Quinn, uh, Elias White, and J.K. Simmons, because he had to get work somehow. Everybody starts somewhere. That's right, baby. Edited by Bob Bender, nothing. Also by Fiona Treyer, nothing. Music by David Newman, who also did musical scores for Critters, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I don't even like being reminded this movie exists. It really, really hurts me that bad. The Spirit. Oh, shit. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, Oh, 
that movie really hurts because the spirit like, comics are like, like finding a cavity in your mouth. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, it's like oh, oh, no. Well, you know, you know what it's like? It's like, oh, they're making a movie of the spirit. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Why is the color palette like this? I don't remember the spirit looking like this at all. Why is the everything like this? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? Oh. Production companies. Fox Family Films, Fox Animation Studios, and 20th and it was distributed by surprise surprise 20th Century Fox. <laughs> How many studios named after yourself do you need 20th Century Fox? Release date November 21st, 1997. Running time 94 minutes. The only saving grace this movie has is that it doesn't make us spend two hours doing it <laughs> at least there's not that much of it because there's no fucking plot this thing is so okay anyway um we'll get there <laughs> we'll get there 53 million box office 140 million steve just take my hand and let's run into this fucking world god damn it let's do i don't it, care buddy. all right all right comrade I'm brother I'm, let us I'm let's you, find comrade. anastasia and kill her just like we killed the rest of the family <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to finish the job that those revolutionaries started <sighs> oh, god wait i gotta look something up here real quick oh boy how i want to make sure i have the complete list rasputin <laughs> oh yeah that's the, the died <laughs> What all did they try? <laughs> oh, God, it was like everything. They poisoned him. They shot they him. They poisoned him. They shot him. They stabbed him. They drowned they, him. Yeah. They cut his dick off. They were like, what haven't we done? Does anybody know? Is there anything else we could do to this motherfucker that we haven't done yet? <laughs> like, usually you shoot somebody and that's it. It's over. <laughs> oh, boy. And it wasn't even the, the Romanovs that killed him. No. It was no. a bunch of conservatives that were like, hey, but in this movie, it was like, oh, the czar got sick of him. It's like, no, everyone yeah. got sick of his influence <laughs> over the czar. The czar nobly stood up to him and said, get out. Mm -hmm. All right, sure. let's go. Sure he did. Sure he did, you fucking liar movie. <laughs> you anyway, fucking liar. You ready? Ready? Let's, let's go run into the world of this fucking thing. Steve, take it away. Oh boy, it's ah uh, the 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 paradise that was Russia in 1916. Isn't it beautiful? Look oh, beautiful. it's so the, wonderful. The palace is so huge, and yeah, oh, they're having a party with searchlights, and everyone's yeah, dressed right. so nice. They're well, having a party. They're having a party yeah. to celebrate the fact that the Romanovs have been in charge of Russia for 300 years. Isn't yeah. that great? That the Isn't same that family has ruled this gigantic country for 300 years? Let's have a party. To press their thumb wrapped in gold rings on down on the people of this fucking country? Yeah, for Jesus 300 Christ. years. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. But there we yeah. see there we see the precious grandma yeah, up on Angela the thing. Lansbury. And she's so happy. And she looks she's down like, and... You're, She's like, as you know, I live in Paris, which is why I'm not mm. going to get killed. Although historically, that's not the reason <laughs> she was still in Russia. But anyway, I um, know she was. Yeah. And uh, but but Anastasia, my beloved granddaughter, mm -hmm. you're going to come visit me in Paris unless something horrible happens pretty soon. 
and here's the here's a music box isn't that great no we're yeah. so great and everything's wonderful oh look here's a boy poor boy who wanted to watch all the festivities and eat an apple let's beat him to death like we would <laughs> because we're fucking romanovs let's beat him to death in front of all the nobles can we do that let's do it no he just gets good they go no 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 you oh. can't be here Bull fucking shit already. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) He would have been beaten to death for doing what he did. How'd you get in here? Since this is a historical historical movie made for babies, then he gets away with it, right? And so they're all, oh, and here's a music box, and you can wind it. And oh, by the way, everything in here is written in English because we don't trust American. <laughs> what he got it written in them funny letters? Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. uh oh, here comes the evil mad monk Rasputin. Yeah, he's not oh, happy. I- and all the lights go off, and he's like, "Why, why aren't you here?" And he's like, "You go away." That's what the you're czar says. You're not. You go. You're not you're my friend. Bad. You go away. And the czar says, "I'm going to curse your whole family because this is the historically accurate part. I'm going to curse your whole family <laughs> with the curse. How about that? And yeah. you're going to be cursed, you and your family's right. You suck. Fuck you. And what is his curse, dude? What does his, his curse with, in, do? Within in in with in, within a fortnight, his entire family will be dead. That's right. So and two how weeks. will they be? <laughs> the Russian will... Revolution. Yeah, two weeks. So what does he do? <laughs> he goes down to a cauldron and he makes a pledge or some bullshit. Yeah, and yeah. and it sends out demons. That whispers into people's ears. Hey, I know you're totally happy and everything's awesome in <laughs> Russia. You're not fucking starving to death. You just didn't leave your child in a fucking your dead child in a ditch to be run over by fucking Cossacks. Here's the here's the thing. This is what you're gonna do. You're just for no reason. You're just going to revolt, right? Yeah. And at this you're point, gonna, Jason, you're gonna you're gonna just decide that you hate the monarchy. Out of nowhere, I, when you've never thought that before, two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody just decided. <laughs> and at this point, I fucking turn, I want to turn off the movie because I'm just like, fuck this. Fuck it. The Russian Revolution, whether you like it or not, was one of the most important things that happened during the last century. And oh, this is the reason, this is yeah. the reasoning. It would be kind of like we did a World War II movie and it turned out that two puppets had an argument and all of a sudden that sudden, all of a sudden through magic mayhem, a magical <laughs> pony poked Hitler in the butt and he went, oh, and he shook his little fist. And that's why we have World <laughs> War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the revolution starts. They're storming the fucking castle yeah and the poor boy who stole the who was stealing food wanted to see the thing helps them escape through a secret tunnel or something right yeah and then he gets knocked on the head and he he's got the because she wants so what happens is while they're all trying to escape for their lives um uh anastasia wants to go back for her thingy for her Music box, right? Right, yeah. And as they're running down the river, smart. Run down the river. That's smart. <laughs> you run right in the middle of the frozen river. That's great. Good job. Um, Rasputin grabs her and goes, ah, ha, ha. And then he drowns. Yeah. Which... He breaks through the water and drowns, <laughs> which is not how he Drown- goddamn <laughs> died. 
drowns pretty much immediately, which is hilarious uh, if you know anything about the way Rescue <laughs> died. <laughs> it was almost as if he did have a superpower, and that superpower was he was fucking unkillable. <laughs> it was just like they did so many things, and a whole bunch of these nobles got together and said, We've got to kill him. Um so let's see if I can find out. Uh, <laughs> the, the comprehensive list of Rasputin. Rasputin was invited to his palace. To his palace. Rasputin had a palace because this sure is how did. fucking stupid the Romanovs were. They just uh, had extra palaces to give to their crazy friends. Shortly after midnight <laughs> and ushered into the basement. They gave him tea and cakes, which had been laced with cyanide. After initially refusing, he began to eat them, and to uh, everyone's surprise, he appeared to be completely unaffected by the poison. <laughs> he then asked, then Rasputin asked for some wine, which had also been poisoned, and drank three glasses of it, but still showed no sign of distress, and around 2.30 a.m., <laughs> they they excused themselves to go upstairs where um the other conspirators were waiting and they were like well and he's like i don't think <laughs> he's not dying he's, dude oh god <laughs> he's an immortal <laughs> so he took a revolver and went to, to went to the basement and told rasputin that he'd better look at the crucifix and say a prayer referring to you know the crucifix that was in the room and then he shot him once in the chest and then they drove Rasputin's drove drove to the Rasputin's apartment, um, wearing uh, Rasputin's. One of them was wearing Rasputin's coat and hat in an attempt to make it look as though Rasputin had returned home that night. Um, then he returned. Then he returned to the palace. Um, he went to the one of them went back to the basement to ensure Rasputin was dead, and he wasn't. And he jumped <laughs> up and attacked him. Attacked the guy who was checking him. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Rasputin <laughs> followed the guy upstairs as he was trying to get away from the guy who had been poisoned and shot and, um, and then he was shot again <laughs> he was shot again he, he com collapsed into a snowbank and then they uh, wrapped his body in cloth and drove it to uh, the Petrovsky Bridge and dropped it into the into the river okay there are other claims that they cut off his dick that they just did tons of shit. But the overall yeah. thing was, it took a lot to fucking kill him. He just didn't yeah. go under the water and drown. He In didn't fact, fall through the ice drowning wasn't drowning wasn't any part of his death. But Jesus yeah. Christ! So that happened, and then they got to get to the train. The train Grandma, station. Grandma gets on the train, and she doesn't. She falls down and hits her head. And she gets amnesia like every fucking goddamn exactly. It. A little bump on the head gives you ten years of amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> so now we find out. What do we find out? What's going on? We, oh, we everything sucks. Everything now sucks in Russia. Yeah, everything sucks because oh, the Romanovs left. Fuck you. Everything was great before the Czar was machine gunned in his basement, mm -hmm. and everyone loves the Czar and the memory of the Czar. And oh, let's give out all these Chaskis and bullshit to the Czar. And people are selling things saying it belonged to the Romanovs. And that's when we meet two of the most boring fuckers ever, and that's Dmitri and what's his face, Vlad, that's, and Vlad. And what are they doing? Um, Who gives a shit? That's what I say. They're, <laughs> they're con artists. And and uh, Vlad used to be like a noble 
in the court of the Romanovs, but they're they're running a scam where um, they're looking for a woman who can pretend to be Anastasia and say that like she survived and she's still alive because for mm-hmm. some reason, like out of nowhere, we get a big musical number where all of St. Petersburg is all of a sudden just just mad with the rumor that Anastasia is still alive. Mm. They just kind of up it. There's like a newspaper headline. Everybody all of a sudden decided, Hey, Anastasia might still be alive after 10 years. And Mm -hmm. um, so they want to find a girl of the right age who can pretend to be Anastasia so they can go to Paris and con the Dowager Empress, her grandmother out of a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Because because she's offering a reward for anybody who can bring Anastasia back to her and prove that it's the real Anastasia. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so then we cut to Anastasia being thrown out of the orphanage, and then yeah. she sings a fucking song, and then that she goes gets a dog forever, and then she gets <laughs> a, does, poof, yeah, a magic yeah. dog. Cut yep, back to Dimitri yep. and what's his face, and I don't give a shit. I this was just so they cut to him. They talk about something. They cut to her, and she's broken into the palace that has been abandoned. Right, right. Which is where Dimitri oh and Vlad was. It was never abandoned. It got realized by the things. Yeah, they turned. I, it, I think never, they made it. They I they turned it into a museum. Yeah. yeah, it was never fucking abandoned. Okay. They may and have stripped and, everything and, out of it. Yeah. And like, what sense does that make? I don't know. Like, anyway, why would they so, just leave it sitting empty for 10 years? I don't. <laughs> it know. makes no sense. But anyway, whatever. So she's hallucinating that there's a big gala or something because supposedly she has amnesia. Right. Yeah, she yeah, she because of the widow bump on the head, she don't remember mm-hmm. nothing. And then Vlad and his dickhead friend show up and they're like, Hey, we can con that money out of that old stupid bitch in France. And we use her, we can we can train her up because this isn't like Pygmalion. We can not train at all. Her up and she'll be able to do it. And while they're talking about going there, all of a sudden there's a bat. And Just, this is yep, what I mean by this movie fucking sucks. This is what I mean by this movie fucking sucks and does not know how to tell a story correctly. And that's because suddenly there's just a fucking bat. He's just hanging out in the palace. That can talk. Has there been any talking animals up until this point? No. No. The the dog is an animal. The dog definitely can't talk. No. The bat can uh, talk. But the bat is talking to demons that are coming out of this thing that Rasputin made. And he goes, oh, no. Mm -hmm. So now, all of a sudden, we are totally introduced. I mean, granted, we did see him curse him, but now the bat follows this. What do they call it? The thing that he has, the the beaker of bad news, or whatever it is, the I don't reliquary know. or something. The, I is don't it the reliquary. Sh- yes. Yeah. And oh, oh no! It turns out Rasputin is in limbo. Yeah, not in hell. Limbo. He's in limbo. Because he didn't kill them all, I was guess. Like, yeah, he his curse was because Anastasia is still alive, so his curse to have all the Romanovs die wasn't fulfilled, and that's his problem now. For some mm. reason, I guess the the afterlife has very strict rules. If you make a curse and the curse doesn't come true, and then you die, you can't come in. That's you right. To stay in limbo. <laughs> so now he has a musical number not sung by him that goes on fucking forever. Mm-hmm. And now we cut to them, and they're on their train, and they're they're heading their way to Paris, 
And uh oh, the main character and the girl, they boy, they don't get it wrong. They oh fuck this. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and also they're forged uh like exit visas are mm-hmm. are in the wrong color ink. So they're oh, gonna no. be they're gonna be discovered. So they have to go to the baggage car, and then after that it's not remotely a problem mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just but- fine. <laughs> oh no, demons have been sent and they blow up a bridge. Oh no, goes damn demons. So what do they do, Steve? What do they do? Well, they uh they turn the train car there on sideways so that it slides off the track slower and then they jump off the train. Mm, and phew. then they're and everything's fine. Do we I mean, we're only third what 38 minutes into this movie. I just want to be done already. I don't give a shit. Then we have the customary, the villain reacting to them getting out of the out of his plan to kill them. And then we got to the it's a travelogue now instead of winter, which is what they were in. It's now summer, I guess. In it's Europe. Better, yeah. Yeah, sure. So Why it's not? It's constantly <laughs> winter in, in Russia. And it's exactly now- like it's all the same hemisphere. If it's mm-hmm. winter there, it's going to be winter in the rest of Europe, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they're traveling through the woods and it's all springtime and wonderful. At some point sure. they get a horse or horses or something. I don't know. Bicycles. Yeah. Bicycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they I, they probably have another musical number. I don't know. I was hitting my head so yeah, hard. Is, isn't this, don't they have a musical number where they're trying to mm-hmm. teach you? They're doing like the My Fair Lady thing where they're trying to teach her how to how to walk and how to balance a stick on her fucking head or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Here, balance this stick on your fucking head. All, all, on your head. All princesses can do this. And then, for some reason, she's on a boat. Yeah, they're going to uh, sail to Paris. Steve, uh-huh. Paris is not a port city. No, they're going to sail to a port and then, I guess, walk. Rather than Paris. travel on land to Paris, that's what I th- I thought that was unusual. Like, are you not just gonna you're not just gonna go over land? You're gonna sail or, like all the way around? All the way okay. around? Okay. I mean, I mean, it's pretty <laughs> much a straight shot, straight St. Petersburg, straight through. Maybe maybe yeah. you hit Czechoslovakia, maybe not. But through Poland, you hit Germany. Bingo, bango, bongo. There you are in France. Instead, yeah. you say they, they? I guess they walked to um to what Stralsund. I guess in Germany, yeah. and then instead of going straight over land, in the in apparently the summer they decided let's take, oh, we'll a, boat. take, a, let's take <laughs> a boat. We'll take a boat there. That'll be faster. Oh God. Okay. Anyway, so does she? She sees people dancing again or something. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, at this point, nothing really happens, right? No. I mean, no. He sends over some more hallucinations. Uh, to try to convince her of something like her family remembers her or something like that. Oh, it's to it's to get her to commit suicide. Hey, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's on the boat and she's having a hallucination that her family wants um wants her to come jump in the water with her. Right, they're, like they're they're, they're under en- the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're enjoying a golden day on the corpses of children while they all swim and dance out in the and she's about to do it and and it doesn't happen. She she you know the demons are grabbing at her and stuff like that and no one goes, huh, demons. They <laughs> she just <laughs> That's gets weird. pulled 
back into the boat, and now she they're falling in love. Dimitri and her falling in love because they're in love with one another. And uh, meantime, Rasputin's pissed off, but he's like, "Okay, I'm going to go to Paris." Yeah. What? He says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna return to the living world and do this myself because apparently that's always been an option." Yeah, but I he apparently never... didn't do that. <laughs> he was just like, "Oh no, don't worry." And so they get to Paris. They finally get to Paris. They meet some bitch. I don't her name, whatever her name is. The is this uh, Sophie? Play by Brenda, Sophie, the Bernadette Peters character. The Bernadette yeah. Peters character. And since everyone, I guess, has to have a love interest. The doctor, uh, what's his name? The meat, Vlad, Vlad, Vladimir. Yeah, he's hot for Sophie. Yeah, yeah, he's hot for Sophie. He likes, he likes a big trunk. That's what he likes. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we have some shots on the streets of Paris and another musical number. And I'm like, please stop this. <laughs> I'm just like, I <laughs> let's don't just get on with it. Fucking care anymore about any of these people. And they have the nightlife and they have the can can and they have that, you know, all the lights of Paris and yada yada yada. I'm like, yeah, in like 10 years, the Germans are gonna fuck all this up. <laughs> Don't get used to any of this. This is not gonna be happy for much longer. But then they're all dressed up in tuxedos because they're going to something stupid. They're going but to the she- ballet. She yeah. has her my fair lady moment, and he looks at her and goes, "My boner," and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, I never noticed, but she's really beautiful." Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> like a fucking child, she watches the opera and gets so involved in it that she's like, "Think it's really happening?" Is like, "No, no, it's all right. I know you have the brain of a four year old, but this is okay." <laughs> exactly. I know you're apparently that dumb, but it's all pretend. Mm-hmm. It's just pretend. And so uh, they go. What happens? They go. Oh, she wants to meet the Dowager. What's your right? The, and the Dowager Empress doesn't want to meet any more Anastasias because yeah, a bunch of people pretending to be Anastasia have come to her and they've all been frauds. Right. And she's like, "That's it. I'm done. So tired of all these Anastasias all the time, constantly, always." But he's very persistent, right? Yeah, yeah. And so she comes in. To <laughs> he's meet. so persistent. He even kidnaps her. I know. <laughs> and. That our queen comes up and meets Anastasia, and then, oh look, you have the key to the who gives a to fuck the music box. It none must of be this you. really happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking stupid. Um, anyway, we mentioned that. Did we even mention Bartok in this? Because he really does nothing. No, he's right. just there for the he's there for the quote unquote comic relief. Mm-hmm. He contributes Bartok, nothing to the story at all. Bartok is this little white bat that keeps yeah. um being annoying. Anyway, yeah. so uh the queen is starting to realize that maybe this is Anastasia, right? And right. she's like, Young man, how much money do you want? And this is the big moment where he doesn't take any, right? Right. He says, he I don't feel right about I taking your money. Any, I don't need money. <laughs> And they're like, great. And now they're going to have this great big fucking whatever where she's going to introduce her. Right? This is my granddaughter. And she's got a crown with more diamonds on it. How many people could that have fed Anastasia? You fucking. Anyway, so. (laughs) Anyway, she runs out for some reason. Why does she run out? Who gives a shit? Who cares? She just runs out because it's time for her to run out. I can't remember why she does it. She does it, and she's crossing the bridge. And who's she run into? <gasps> Rasputin. Oh, dun, dun, dun. oh no! 
Rasputin's like, ah, if I kill you, uh, I don't remember what happens. And then Dimitri shows up, and there's a bunch of magic, and he's he's casting, and none of them are going, oh shit, magic. (laughs) (laughs) I know it just seems completely normal to everybody. Oh, he's casting spells like people do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Statues are coming alive, and all this other shit. And uh, I think her and. Dimitri have a heart to heart because Dimitri realizes he can't be with you can't be with the princess, but oh no, they're actually in love. So it's a, it's perfectly fine. Right? It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. And then and she, you know, and she breaks the magic lamp. Mm-hmm. And then demons that... come and they get they get what's his face, and then turn Dimitri kiss, and the grandma's like, oh, I know I've been waiting for family my whole life, but it's perfectly fine if they run away. <laughs> you can I'm, leave immediately. That's I'm fine. as stupid as the scriptwriters make me. Oh yeah, and Bartok, that stupid bat, has found a pink bat because this is how good Christ. Because a pink bat that just Bluth, shows up out of nowhere, who has never been a character in this mm-hmm. movie. And Don Bluth is like, I can't draw a feminine bat without making them keep without making them pink. It doesn't matter. They won't yes. know if she's the girl if she's not pink. Exactly. That's how you like, can tell she's a girl. I would I would like to say that you've completely drawn the bat wrong and that you've given him hands and no bats have hands because that's oh. what comprises their wings. Um, you fucking idiot, you hack. You hack bastard. You couldn't figure out a way to animate the bat so that it was at least kind of accurate to how bats are. <clears throat> anyway, now you have two bats that are complete, and he's in love because he got a happy ending because because uh, we needed a cute ending. Because we needed a cute ending. Because for some reason they said let's not end the movie on the title character. Mm-hmm. Let's end the interest. movie. Let's end the movie on the Bartok. fucking bat. <laughs> Let's have this movie end with a thud rather than something that's good. Yeah. And then it's, then it's over and the movie is fucking over and I don't have to watch it ever again. Ever. <laughs> Steve, how did you feel about yes, this sir. fucking this fucking boiling pot of shit and piss that we had to sit <laughs> here and watch? Um, I'm going to when it gets to be your turn to talk, I'm going to let you talk more <laughs> about the historical inaccuracies because you care about that a lot more than I do. I do. Um, I I mean, I like we said earlier, like I am bothered by the effort to romanticize the Romanovs mm-hmm. because they were not good people. And, no, and the idea of presenting them as like this fairy tale, you know, family and then, oh, no, what a shame what happened to them like that. That in general just bothers me. But beyond that. I'm not, I don't care about historical accuracy in a movie like this. They could have made it as completely dis, you know, divorced from the reality as they wanted. If it had been a good movie, I wouldn't have cared. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what your limit on that would be. I mean, I've always wondered, it, I mean, when it came to, let's okay. So let's say that we did a Disney movie in which the American West was, was visualized this way. The uh, Indians and the Cowboys got got along completely and happily forever with a golden sunset, and there was never any problems. <laughs> the end. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but here's the thing, and here's the thing about Anastasia about this movie, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I actually wound up liking it more than I thought I would going in. Which does not to say I liked it because I didn't, mm-hmm. but I liked it more than I thought I would because I had never seen it before watching it for for this show sure. um but it's one of those movies where it's just 
thinking about it and talking about it and wondering what it might have been had the filmmakers made different choices is a more interesting exercise than actually watching it. Mm -hmm. um, visually, it's very impressive. Um, sure. Having not having not seen it before now, I have always sort of made fun of it by calling it. I can't believe it's not Disney. <laughs> um, which which is accurate in a lot of ways, but is also it's less accurate than I thought it was. Um, I mean, it does resemble a Disney animated feature in a lot of ways. And I suspect a lot of the choices made in its development were intended to make it more like a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really obvious in, in a couple of of um, of examples. But visually, it's obviously not a Disney movie. Mm -mm. And I and I mean that as a compliment, like I for all of the problems we can talk about having with Don Bluth as a director and as an animator. And I'm more of a fan of his than I think you are, but he does have his problems. <laughs> um, but it's obviously a Don Bluth movie, not a Disney movie. And I mean, there are just there are certain trademarks of his that are obviously here in things like character design and the, the animation style, the body language of the characters, the backgrounds, like there's just, it's clearly not Disney. It's Don Bluth. Um, now it's Don Bluth with most of his more interesting edges and idiosyncrasies smoothed out. Um, it's not Don Bluth from the seventies. It's no. not even Don. It's not even Don Bluth from the eighties. Like it's a very sanitized, you know, middle of the road version of Don Bluth, but it's obviously him and not Disney. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, once the action moves to Paris, I mean, the story doesn't get any better, but no. but visually, the stuff in Paris looks so good that I wish they had just set the entire story there to begin with and skipped all of the Russia centered parts, because that all all that stuff plays like microwaved fairy tale leftovers. And because they depict Russia in the 1910s and 1920s as, you mm -hmm. know, like this, this, you know, this fairy tale Europe from, you know, 500 years ago, mm -hmm. um, you expect to see fucking Hansel and Gretel running around. Like, it's just like generic fairy tale land. Um, and when they get to Paris, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a specific historical setting. It's, you know, it's, it's paris in the 1920s and, and it mm -hmm. looks really interesting and i actually found myself wishing somebody would just make an animated musical set in 1920s paris with these locations and these character designs and these costumes because it looks really good mm -hmm. i don't give a shit about what's happening <laughs> i don't care about these particular characters but it looks fantastic um the biggest problem with the movie for me is that it's incoherent it mm -hmm. feels like pieces of two or three different movies were smashed together to make this one movie as great as the Paris scenes. Look, a lot of the Russia based stuff and all of the Rasputin stuff feels like it's imported from a completely different movie. Mm -hmm. um, Rasputin and Bartok and all of that stuff is ridiculously out of place. Like it, it doesn't fit with the rest of this movie. And the rest of the movie doesn't need it. It would have been a better movie if it's the Rasputin stuff just had not been there at all. Yep. Um, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with Bartok. He's the comic. He's relief. there to be funny and cute. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's one of those. It feels like, you know, he's the result of one of those creative decisions intended to make it more like mm -hmm. Disney. Cause he feels like a wacky little, you know, animal sidekick from a, a Disney movie. 
He's supposed to be cute and likable, but he's also the sidekick of the evil Rasputin who engineered the mass murder of the Romanovs, who we're supposed to like, mm-hmm. and wants to murder Anastasia just because. Yeah, one, of the things Bart- I, one of the things yeah. I would like to point out is, <clears throat> if you notice, Bartok ca- talks constantly. Mm-hmm. He's constantly talking. Where a lot yeah. of the animal sidekicks for both villains, and he's, I, I guess they were trying to go with, you know, uh, Iago in, in, uh, Aladdin. in uh, Aladdin, right? But uh, Iago stands out because he's one of the few animal sidekicks that talk. Most mm-hmm. of them, they are, they're anime, they are strictly animation. Right. Yeah. And they and have he, like an attitude, but they don't have mm, lines. Yeah, exactly. But we have animal characters in this that are under like that dog. Does anyone even remember the fucking dog's name? No, no. no. So the dog, I mean, come on. This is animation. You can give that dog character. You can give that dog life. And what they did with Bartok was, OK, we're going to make him a bat. OK, we'll, we'll make him a little black belt. Let's make him white. Why? No reason. That's literally no what reason. they said. No reason just to make him stand out a little bit. He'll be easier to see. Mm-hmm. He'll be definitely easier to see. <laughs> um, but then he's constantly talking and nothing he's saying is funny. Right? He's just yeah. there. Yeah. Maybe little kids will think he's funny and cute, but I don't know. I don't I don't give a shit. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. He just chatters. You're right. Like his dialogue mm-hmm. isn't. He just chatters. Um, the story has no tension. Mm-mm supposedly it's about the identity of Anya. And the trick is that Anya, the girl who is hired by the con men to impersonate Anastasia turns out to be the real Anastasia. Like that's Boy, supposed that would to be the work idea. great if they didn't show us that she was yeah, exactly at the beginning like, of the movie. Like, we, we know she's Anastasia all along. There's never any sense that she isn't Anastasia. And so that there's no mystery there. There's no tension there, you know, and Dimitri and Vladimir are such nice guys from the very beginning that what they're doing doesn't come across as mean spirited or manipulative. Like Anastasia doesn't, doesn't stand to lose from any of it because if they're, if, if she, if she isn't accepted as Anastasia, well, they're just right back where they started. Nobody's any worse off. At least they're in Paris. They're not in fucking Russia anymore. And if it works, then she gets to be a a, a member of a rich Royal family. So like nothing they're doing is going to hurt her. And they don't, they seem like just nice, helpful guys. They're not mean-spirited or manipulative. They don't change at any point in the story. They don't have to undergo like a change of heart. Mm -mm. They don't grow. They don't go from being bad people to good people. They don't become better by the example or the exposure to Anastasia and her goodness. Nothing like that happens. Waiting around for stuff to happen. Yeah. And, and the thing, the thing that struck me about it is other than Rasputin, who is like cartoonishly evil, Pretty much every other character in the movie is just a nice, helpful person. Of course. Like there's 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 a brief promise that there might be some tension when when they talk about the character of Sophie before we actually meet her. Like Vladimir tells Anastasia, well, we're going to have to get past Sophie. You know, she's the empress's lady in waiting. And, you know, she's going to she's going to be an obstacle for us. And we have to convince her first before we'll even get to see your grandmother. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, so they're going to have to get past this real hard ass, you know, like uh, attendant who is going to be really protective of the empress. And nope, she's not like that at all. 
She's super happy and friendly. She believes that Anastasia is Anastasia pretty much right away. <laughs> and 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 even when the Emperor says, I'm not seeing any more Anastasia pretenders no more, like Sophie's just like, oh, it's okay. We'll just go to the ballet and you can talk to her there. Like she's just so eager to help them out. They don't, mm -hmm. once they, once the, once they escape that train wreck, which was caused by the demons, like they don't face <laughs> any, they don't face any obstacles from any human characters. Nope. <laughs> like at all, at any point in this story. Um, I mean, they could have done anything other than fucking goddamn Rasputin. And one of the things they could have done um, was get rid of Rasputin altogether and have him yeah. be a fucking KGB agent. It yeah. was like, oh, we've heard rumors that, you know, one of the Romanovs are still alive. And then they would have been chasing them all the way to Paris and in disguise and, and, and being a threat. Instead, we have Rasputin, who isn't really treated as something evil. He's kind of a joke through the entire yeah. movie. He's kind of a joke. You know, he has stuff falling off and all this other bullshit. Um, and his sidekick, who is also a fucking joke. And they disappear through the entire middle of this movie. Yeah. And and until he decides, well, I can just return to Earth whenever I want. You oh, know, that's convenient. I wish we could like, have thought of that earlier. Until, uh, he's, uh, up until that point, which is about more than half the movie, He's he's in a completely different world from the characters. Like mm -hmm. he's in his own little he's in he's literally in his own movie. He's in his his limbo realm, plotting and planning and scheming and occasionally sending demons out to do his bidding. But he's completely separated from the characters he's supposedly threatening. So it doesn't feel like he's threatening them at all. Like it feels like he like like Anastasia will do something. And then occasionally they'll cut to Rasputin going, "Ooh, I'm going to get her. And, mm -hmm. then, and then we cut back to Anastasia, whatever she's doing, back to Rasputin a few minutes later. Oh, God, I'm so pissed that she's still alive. God, I'm going to get her. And it's like these, this, these don't fit together at all. And also, there are several, there are a couple of times in the movie where they witness demons and magic. <laughs> and and they never, makes, this is it a makes no impression at all. Don Bluth, Don Bluth does this also in um, All Dogs Go to Heaven, too. Mm. Where mm -hmm. people will witness some kind of magic. The the thing I brought up before, before we started this, yeah. was that one of the dogs brings forward what I believe was supposed to be a machine gun. But it turns right. out to be a ray gun. And then all of a sudden, the ray gun works. There's no explanation for it. Why does this ray gun work? Why do they have it? How did they get it? Are we supposed right. to believe that this sci-fi thing works? Is it powered by imagination? What the fuck are you doing? No explanations. They just <laughs> did it. Yeah. What is supposed to be happening mm -hmm. here? In this yeah. movie, they do it again, where demons literally yeah. come to throw her off the fucking ship, and she's like, goo, and she like falls in the arms of her boyfriend and or soon-to-be boyfriend. And that's it. And now the ending of this, he's bringing he's bringing statues to life. He's cracking yeah. his bridge in half. All this fucking shit. And as soon as it's over, they're like, "Oh well, that's over." I'm like, "Did you just <laughs> witness what we just witnessed? Like a statue, a horse statue, came to life and flew after you. you yeah, he just got that... sucked into hell, and you didn't <laughs> notice that? Sucked into hell." Yeah, and you know, and like the whole thing with like the evil magic lamp that holds mm -hmm. his essence, and it's like, okay, I know exactly how they're going to defat Rasputin now. It's going to break. Exactly, yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what happens. happens. Anastasia stomps on it, and that's the end of him. It's like, okay, I mean, you give you give the the villain such an obvious Achilles heel that you basically like you've already written. 
the the ending of their big fight for me. Like I know exactly mm-hmm. what's going to happen, and that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the romance with Dimitri and Anastasia feels completely obligatory. It's like they fall in love because they're supposed to fall in love because it's that kind of a story. You know, I mean, they like I said, neither none of the characters change. None of the characters feel like they're changed by each other. It would have been one thing if like Dimitri started out as just an absolute bastard. He was just after money or whatever. A guy who's like a a survivor from the streets who did what he Mm -hmm. needed to, to survive. And he doesn't have attachments to people and he doesn't get affectionate with people. And then he changes and he falls in love with Anastasia throughout the story. And he's a different person by the, no, no. He's a he's exactly Wait, the same. You guy. wanted you wanted character development. <laughs> Not <in> this <laughs> what movie. What a fool! What a fool! He, yeah, s- s- seriously, nobody's character develops in this. No, there's no one really yeah. has an arc, right? No care. The I mean, the arc is Anastasia loses her memory and then she gets it back. Like that's, that's the right. closest that's the closest thing to a character arc there is. Mm-hmm. She forgets that she's a princess. She remembers that she's a princess. Her grandmother accepts her and she gets to be a princess again. Oh, oh mm-hmm. okay. I yeah. guess that was, yeah. Um, you mentioned already, you talked about the, the, the songs. I mean, yeah, none of the songs are any good. None of the songs mm-hmm. are memorable. Um, there really aren't that many songs to begin with. Like there's songs at the beginning and there's a couple that kind of pop up here and there, but it's, you know, for a supposed animated musical, there really aren't that many songs. Um, the songs aren't very good and the songs that when, when there is a song, they just kind of start <laughs> like they just kind of mm-hmm. pop up like a song. People just, yeah, I know like my, you know, um, the line that I use, uh, to rag on musicals is why well, I just have a hard time with, you know, people bursting into song whenever the hell they feel like it. But in a, in a well-made musical, it's not like that. Like the song, whether I like it or not, like the, the format is if it's a good musical, the the song happens for a reason. The characters are singing about something that just happened or something they mm-hmm. want to happen. Or it, it, it's in, it makes sense in context. And some of the songs in this movie, it literally feels like the characters just decided to burst into song just because Here's they the fucking song felt for like some it. reason. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, the vocal performances by the main actors are good, um, but it doesn't really make a difference because the story is nothing. Um, the whole thing plays like it's underdeveloped, um, which is another Don Bluth thing. I mean, a lot of Don Bluth movies feel like they didn't really explore these ideas in pre-production as much as they should have. <laughs> they just kind of wrote some shit down on a piece of paper and said, okay, go for it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's really derivative. It's hastily assembled. The animation is good, especially once they get to Paris, but that's just not enough to recommend it. Like it's just, it's, it's just not a very good movie. <laughs> so I'm done. My, your turn. Good. I fucking hate it. And all the reasons <laughs> we just, we just went over all of the technical. So here's the thing. Like I was, I I think I said this to Steve beforehand. I don't like the movie for reasons other than the fact that it is not historically accurate. But that historically accurate is the hateful icing on top of this fucking shit cake that they did. They expected me to eat. Now yeah. I'm not one that's going to sit there and go, "You have to be historically accurate." But I do have a I do have a thing where you better not be historically inaccurate or misleading. Because at that point, you're doing a disservice to your audience, to yourselves. It proves how, how you guys can't figure out a way to write things. And that's what they admitted. It was too dark, so we had to figure out a way to write around the darkness. And it's like, well, okay, maybe maybe by not telling this story. 
How about not telling this story? Yeah. Because the roots of this story, exactly. no matter which way you you would no matter what way you go, it involves the death of her entire family by machine gun. Okay. No. Do we have to show them by dying by machine gun? No. Can we allude to it? Sure. Did they want to do that? No. It's too dark. Then once again, I would reiterate, don't make the movie. How about you don't make the movie? That'd be good. Like, no, we want to make the movie because uh, we're <laughs> out of fucking ideas. That's the only thing I could think of. They were they were determined to make this movie. And so they made it. And it comes off feeling like propaganda for the Romanov family, for fuck's yeah. sake. It really does. And so that's one of the reasons I have a problem with the historical asterisk. I'm not pro-communism here. I'm not saying, yay, the communists took over. I'm saying there are reasons they did it. The Romanovs weren't good, and you're turning all of them into really, really good guys. It's like taking Adolf Hitler and and saying, oh, no, he was a good guy in a cartoon. He was just yeah. a good guy. Fuck you. The Romanovs were hateful people. And they, yeah. you know, I hate to say, they deserve what they got, but they should have seen it fucking coming. And that's one of the main reasons is, is that they were so fucking stupid that they didn't. Yeah. Right? And they just they kept, kept going along thinking the peasants will always supply us with all of their food and children and everything else that we gobble down. And that that changed. Now, yeah. am I insisting that this needed to be in the movie? No, but they could have told it in a way that it was included, that was part of the story, but nope. Nope. Nope, we're gonna we're gonna invent a magic man based on another, a real person. But this magic man's responsible for everything, and there was no reason <laughs> for the revolution. There was no reason for this, that, and the other thing. The other part is I don't fucking like a single character in this goddamn movie, not one. And I mean, it's not like they're evil, and I hate them for their views. It's just that they're fucking boring, and the yeah. songs they sing are fucking. Boring, and the story they're telling is fucking boring. We went to a place, and we went to another place, and then demons attacked us, but we didn't comment on it. Or have some kind of existential crisis that demons were attacking us. But then we went to this place, and we went to that place. Then I met a grandma, and then they got attacked on a bridge, and then we forgot about that. We fell in love, and then we left, and that was the end. Sophie took us shopping. <laughs> What about the demons? Did you see my what? dress? What happened? <laughs> so no, I don't like it. It's a piece of shit. I I don't recommend it. See if you don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. Good, recommend something. Bad movie. You know, Anastasia as a movie, it just doesn't make me feel good. And I decided I toyed with a couple of different possibilities for recommendations here. I, I mentioned to you before we started recording, I almost recommended The Land Before Time, which is another Don Bluth movie, but it's been so long since I've watched it. I loved it as a child, but I haven't watched it as an adult for a very long time. So I don't feel like I can vouch for it as a grown up. Like I haven't seen it recently enough. So I decided to go a completely different direction. There's another animated movie that came out the year before Anastasia that is in a completely different category although there are some things in common if you really if you really insist on drawing parallels it, it is also the work of a singular animator um it is also the work uh it uh, includes you know a, a cross-country adventure and cases of mistaken identity um but it's a it's a movie that is an animated movie that makes me happy every time i watch it and i've seen it a whole bunch and it's called beavis and butthead do america <laughs> 
Okay. And it's about as far from Anastasia as you can get. That's true. Every, it is. But every time I watch it, I cackle with laughter and joy because it just makes me happy because I love Beavis and Butthead and I have since they first appeared on the scene when I was a teenager and I love them to this day and they make me laugh and Beavis and Butthead do America is a goddamn hilarious. Wow. So that's you. my recommendation. Yeah. If you didn't dig Anastasia, watch Beavis and Butthead do America. As you guys know, I like to recommend a movie from the same year as what we just reviewed and it's 19, whatever the fuck it is. 19, <laughs> 1997. 97. The movie I'm going to recommend is Hercules. You know, that Disney movie that came out that's completely inaccurate. It has nothing to do with Greek. But at least they were obviously saying we're not trying to make this accurate. <laughs> and if you guys haven't seen it, it has catchy musical numbers. It has Danny DeVito in it. He's playing a fawn. And it's got uh, the only role recently that What's-His-Name has had that I've liked. What's-His-Name? God damn it. He played... He p- I can't even remember his name. Hades. He played Hades. Oh, oh God, fuck. Who was the voice of Hades? God damn it. Now I can't remember. I want to say his name. James Woods. Oh, yes. James Woods. Yes. Mm-hmm. Before, we knew what a fu- before we knew what a fucking asshole fucking he was. Fucking asshole he was. He was funny in this. He was really funny yeah. in this. And so if you guys haven't seen this, seen Hercules. It's funny and it's got social commentary in it. And nothing makes sense because they're not trying to make it make sense or be accurate or any of that bullshit. It's just fun. And it, and the main character has a character arc. What, wow, what a surprise. What <laughs> How about that? This is where we're at with popular entertainment, where we're, mm. we're, 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 we're applauding when when a movie has a basic part of storytelling. And, and this was also... Have arcs. This was also at a time where Disney was experimenting with different art styles. So the yeah. art style for Hercules was different from the art style from Aladdin, which was different from the art style from Lilo and Stitch. And Don Bluth was doing the same fucking shit he was doing back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so it looked kind of the same. Oh, look, that dog has one eye covered, just like that dog he drew 10 years ago for some other bullshit. <laughs> That's the dog that he draws. Mm-hmm. All the people look kind of the same. Some of the people look really glassy-eyed. I don't know why why they do, but they just do. But this is Hercules. It was fun. It was very stylized. And I liked it. So there, watch that. Hey, Steve, pick a movie. God damn it. I, it's, now it's the time for Steve to pick A, B, or C. He doesn't know what the movies are. I'm going to give him a hint. They, they feature space. One is, one is a piece of shit that I, if you pick, I swear to God, gonna, okay, now I'm going to drive over. I'm going to stomp my way to fucking Maryland and bust you in the mush. God we go through it. this every time. This isn't my fault. It's a blind choice. One is recent, not bad. One is considered a piece of goddamn art, and another one is not. So... <laughs> Space is the common theme. And another one is Please. not. Please. Please oh, pick A, B, or C. Come on. Okay. I wish you didn't. I, I wish you didn't take it so hard when I picked the bad one. Um, I'm gonna say B. Oh fuck, did I pick the bad one again? <laughs> fuck. Dude, just say whatever one you wanted me to say. <laughs> Nobody knows the difference. Nobody knows the difference. Okay, tell me what it is. Which is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me which ones Pontoon I fucked up and missed. Has, had you chosen A, we would have reviewed Gravity. Can you believe that's oh, 10 okay. years old? That's 10 years old now. Yeah. Had you chosen C, we would have reviewed the sci-fi classic Solaris, not the remake. Ooh. 
the, the Tarkovsky yeah. version. Oh, yeah. boy, I love that movie. I know, I do too, and you didn't fucking what pick a, it. What a shame I didn't pick that one. That's a great movie. Instead, you picked B, a movie that I think everyone here knows that I fucking hate. Oh, boy. And Space who we're going to review is our first is our first Jane Fonda movie. Uh-oh. That should be enough. <laughs> the movie we're going to review next is the fucking smutty European sci-fi movie about some space whore whoring around the universe. <clears throat> The movie we're going to review is Barbarella. Hooray! So, if you guys guys, guys have had your shots, then please watch Barbarella. And that's going to be our next review. And then hopefully we'll be able to escape it to Christmas for a little while. God damn it. (laughs) That's right. We have our Christmas special coming up. That's uh, right. We do. Before too long. Yeah. So, for late seating, this is Jason Arnie. You can go see a movie this week. And this is Steve Shives. You know, watching Anastasia, it reminded me of that time in uh, high school in phys ed class when it was a nice day in the spring and we were outside and we were playing baseball and I struck out once at bat. I came up again. I struck out twice. I came up the third time. I struck out for the third time when I took my Louisville slugger and I threw it in frustration. And my gym teacher looked at me and shook his head and said, oh, sure, blame the bat. Oh, that is from the movie, huh? It is from the there's movie. This, there's a little white bat in the there's movie. There's a little white bat, but I He's made it coming, into a baseball a, bat. A baseball. Oh. I wish I could take that baseball bat. And the ending of the movie was me chasing the bat and swishing it with the fucking bat. Just... No, he deserved. You, you know what? He didn't deserve <laughs> to get a girlfriend. He helped Rasputin murder people. He yeah, needs to that's die. what I'm saying. What do you do with the bat? He's not a good person. He's, <laughs> he's a sidekick to the evil guy. Like, what? Well, he's, he's not a good not bat. A good man. He's the sidekick to the man who killed children and yeah. was supposed to root for him. It's like, why am I? Why am I happy about this? I don't care if he gets a girlfriend. He should be dead too. <laughs> He should be dead. Who cares if he gets he's, his nuts off? He's accountable. <laughs> what are we supposed to say? Oh, goody. Oh, goody. Somebody to fuck. Yay. It's like, no. No one. And, and there, I think the thing was, oh, we're making such a cute character that everyone's going to love and they're going to want to watch this over and over again. This is going to be. And it's like, no, no one gives a shit about your stupid fucking sky rat. Yeah, I did. You made him do. <laughs> I must have missed Bartok fever when it swept the nation in 1997. <laughs> well, he does have another movie uh, with Bartok in it, but I can't remember yeah, what it's called. Didn't they do like a short with him or something? <laughs> it's the later? diary of Anne Frank with Bartok. <laughs> with Bartok. Just, <laughs> Bartok just hanging around. Now, see, that should be the gimmick. They should do like, you know, inappropriately lighthearted animated musicals about incredibly mm-hmm. depressing historical episodes. And Bartok imagine? is always there. If they made uh, an animated where it's Hitler is the animated villain and his sidekick is um, what's his dog's name? God damn it. Can't remember that. Oh, Hitler's dog. Hitler's dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't remember, the, I can't Hitler's remember his dog. name. Yeah. Blondie. There you go. Hitler had a dog named Blondie, everybody. <laughs> Why does Jason know that? Fuck if I know. Don't don't dig. Don't dig into that. <laughs> Jason, Jason has a big old, big old well of hate. And you can go in there and you can find just, you you don't just know. about anything. 
Um, <laughs> but what if they made turned Blondie into the comic sidekick? Into a cute, yeah, absolutely. And then after the demons drag Hitler to hell, we decide to give Blondie, who has been assisting him in all of his fucking evil, <laughs> who, who has, a girlfriend. Who has, who has expressed no discomfort with Hitler's mm-hmm. crimes at all at any point. Does Blondie, <laughs> does Blondie go, oh, well, I'm glad that's over, and eats the kibble out of her dish and finds out it's poisoned with arsenic and died like the real <laughs> Blondie did? No. You're coming with us, Blondie. Instead, oh, it's a French poodle. Get it? Because you know they invaded uh, France at one point. Yeah, and, hey, yeah this and, will make yeah, it. Yeah, Blondie would like that. <laughs> the Nazis are going to fuck the French for one last time. That's what Blondie's gonna say. It jumps up and, and Sieg Heils, and that's the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> he Sieg Heils with his paw, and that's the end. Why they did that with the hyenas in The Lion King? Heil <laughs> Hitler. Uh, the first time I Goodbye, saw that, everybody, the, the very first time I saw that that musical number where you know Scar is singing. And oh they, yeah, they cut to the hyenas and they're fucking goose stepping. Yeah, and all like, of a Whoa. sudden we've dropped into a into a uh, into an Art Deco modern art poster of fascism with yeah. a, with a lion and and I'm like. Boy, they really don't care if kids get this, do they? They really <laughs> don't give a shit. The, the the Disney Animation Studio was drunk with power at that point. <laughs> oh, they were like, they were riding. They had done Little Mermaid. They'd done Aladdin. Were they getting? Were they, they were getting they'd done Beauty the, and the Beast. They were like, we can't be stopped. They're getting the boards back, and the guy's like, more Hitler, and they're like, okay, <laughs> make it fashier. Fuck it, I don't care. He's the bad guy. Just make him Hitler. <laughs> what the fuck? I thought we're, this was an adaptation, adaptation of Hamlet. Who cares? No one cares. Uh, well, why can't Hitler be in Hamlet? They had bad guys in Hamlet. What about the fucking uncle? Hitler's his uncle. Fuck it. Yeah. What do you think the fucking little rat and the, the warthog are? The Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah, Wait, those are yeah. Those are bad guys hired by his uncle. I don't care. The only thing I read it. <laughs> we're changing a few things. Nobody's gonna care. It's Disney. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. Shut up! I want. If we took a still, I want this to be a propaganda poster. (laughs) Okay. The kids aren't gonna care. The kids aren't gonna care. (laughs) All they know about hyenas is they're stupid and they have no purpose. Why do they even exist? (laughs) All they know about hyenas is that they're stupid and they have no purpose. (laughs) Fuck hyenas. I'm glad they're Nazis. They deserve to die. <laughs> fucking Nazi Nazi hyenas. They're, they're, everybody knows they're the Nazis of the animal kingdom. You're showing fuck sympathy for the fucking Nazi hyenas? <laughs> but what, are you pro-Nazi now? Just, are you fuck, just, Are you a Nazi lover? What? You just, have such sympathy for the hyenas? They're just, hyenas. they're just animals, sir. I don't understand what's happened. <laughs> I don't understand what's happened. Just a second ago, I thought we were pro-Nazi with all the symbolism, but now we're not? We're anti-Nazi, right? Yes, we got Yes, okay. Just do, just do what I tell you. <laughs> I mean, did they ever show Anastasia in Russia? I mean, the, the wall had fallen. and uh, um, I think they did, and I, I, I didn't put this in my in my um, trivia, but I, I think it's in the Wikipedia article. Um, 
it was shown in Russia. And yeah, it was after it was after the fall of the Soviet Union. And it was during okay. that during that, that that brief little interval where it seemed like we might actually get along until Putin <laughs> came in. It was like, nah, fuck that. Nah, fuck you. Fuck everybody. <laughs> but, you know, there was that that period in the 90s when it was like, oh, tensions have thawed and we're allies now and everybody's going to get along. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, they did show it in Russia. And I think the, the way I mean, there was still some resistance because of the subject matter. But I think they sold it as, well, it's a fairy tale and it's not meant to be historically accurate. It just kind of, you know, uses some Russian history as a starting point. And then it goes off and does its own thing. Don't worry about fairy it. Tales, fairy tales, original fairy tales had a reason for existing. Right, they weren't just funny little stories. The magical creatures that went to it. No, they were stories <laughs> like, "Do what your parents tell you, or you're going to fucking die." That yeah. was usually the story. Do <laughs> this thing, or you're going to fucking die. And they're yeah. like, oh, "Okay, okay." <laughs> little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, that's right. Talk to no yeah. one. That's right. <laughs> or you will be torn apart by wolves. That's right. You'll be eaten. You'll be inside that's, someone's stomach. That's what will happen. Don't break into people's houses and steal their shit. Why? <laughs> or, or they or will burn you in eaten. an oven. <laughs> <They're gonna eat. laughs> no, that's that's the other they one. Will, they will bake you into a fucking pie. Hansel Grail had two had two themes. Step parents suck and yeah, yeah. that was and a common old, one. <laughs> and old women that live in the middle of nowhere, no matter how inviting or wonderful they are, they're probably gonna cook you and eat you. They're so probably gonna kill you. It. So don't just don't. Also don't listen to the little men who promise to turn all that hay into gold because they're gonna <laughs> steal your children. They're con artists, every single one of them. <laughs> But the, the excuse is, oh, it's just a fairy tale. No, it's not. This is a yeah. historic thing that happened. It wasn't a yeah. fairy tale. These were real people who fucking died, most, almost all of them, in horrific ways. Yeah. And I, while I don't have any sympathy for the Romanovs, <laughs> you need to tell the truth about what's going on. Not to, and then the Romanovs. And, what yeah, happened? And, and, oh, you know, you know they think... went off and they were. I think what the, I, I think with, with me, it's because you asked earlier, like, what would be my limit, you know, for mm -hmm. historical inaccuracy? It's not so much the historical inaccuracy that bothers me. It's. If that inaccuracy is there in the service of like sanitizing something that I think shouldn't be sanitized or what about you know, kind of like what you said, like what about reverse propaganda? Well, because like I was thinking about while you were talking about you brought up your example of like, what if they did, you know, a version of the American West where the Native Americans and the Cowboys got along great and everything was fine. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I thought about the movie Gods and Generals, mm -hmm. which is a piece of shit for anybody yes, who hasn't it seen it. It's a fucking piece of shit. Um, historically accurate in a lot of ways in terms of like events that happened but in the in the terms of how it portrays like the attitudes of people especially because most of the main characters mm. it's very it's very very um tilted in the favor of like the southern point of view in the civil yes, war yes it is yes, it is. Uh, getty's gettysburg was 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 more or less equal I mean, gettysburg has a lot of southern sympathy bullshit in it too but it also has a lot of important characters that are fighting for the north but gods and generals is really slanted toward the south 
And it has it it displays that, you know, completely fictional bullshit attitude that never really mm-hmm. existed of, well, the white people didn't really hate the black people. And, you know, they probably would have, you know, ended slavery on their own in a few mm-hmm. years if they had been given the chance. And most of the slaves actually really liked the white people that they worked for. And it wasn't that, you know, and my problem with it isn't that it's inaccurate. I mean, it is. But my my mm-hmm. objection to it is not the inaccuracy. It's that that inaccuracy feeds this attitude mm-hmm. of well white supremacy wasn't that bad slavery mm-hmm. wasn't that bad a lot of the slaves mm-hmm. they didn't they had a fine time and it's not that it's inaccurate it's that it it sanitizes this horrible thing that yeah yes really happened but also was rooted in attitudes that we still have today and like if mm-hmm. we're willing to to give our past selves a pass and say well slavery but i mean come on it wasn't that bad then we're basically giving ourselves permission to do horrible things today and say, well, mm-hmm. but what's the big deal? It's fine. So if Don Bluth you know? made a movie called uh, Going South with the Crazy South or something like that. <laughs> Going South which, with the Crazy South. In which the, world, in which the Civil War was caused by an evil necromancer named Jefferson Davis, who over a bul- bubbling yes. pot released demons <laughs> that whispered in everyone's ears to, to secede from the Nope, slavery isn't even mentioned. There's not, not even, even slavery, not even part of it. Even, there's not even a black person in it. And they just whisper to <laughs> everyone. They get all angry and they're going to rebel against a rebel against the North. You'd be okay with that. Yeah, uh, I mean, if it was a good there movie. Is, there is a cartoon oh, uh, called America's. I can't remember what it's called. America something. It's on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called. But it is a horrible exaggeration of all of these American attitudes. It's a mockery mm. of those things. That reminds me of that. That if someone just yeah. went hog wild on 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 all that shit, um, that you would it would expose the this kind of the people who honestly believe that George Washington came out of the mountains anointed by God in one arm. Yeah. He had the fucking Ten Commandments and the other arm he had an AK forty seven and he just started <laughs> shooting everyone that disagreed with him. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you would probably disagree with something that portrayed the the. Uh, you know the um, civil war like that. I think you would probably. Oh, I think sure. you would hit. I think you'd hit your point if someone decided to say, "Okay, we're going to. Okay, we're going to. we have a new movie about Abe Lincoln coming out. It's called Abe Lincoln, Child Pornographer." And you're like, <laughs> "What?" Doesn't even mention <laughs> that he was president. Doesn't it's mention that he was president. He really loved kitty porn, and that's what you it's know. all about. That's what was in his hat. They're like, what? <laughs> what was in his hat? <laughs> Honestly, if if somebody made like a like a biopic of like Brooks Robinson, but he was a football player instead of a baseball player, I would just I would burn Hollywood to the ground. <laughs> I'd be like, be as inaccurate about whatever you want, but goddamn you. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye everybody. <laughs> See you. Wait, yeah, we did. Okay, bye. Yeah. We told him what we're gonna do. We care. told him, yeah, with the next Barbarella baby. I wanted to see how quickly I wanted to forget the fucking thing. Yeah. Well, I and, I wrote it in the bottom of my notes so I don't forget for next time. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash lemmelisten. And thanks for listening. <laughs>